Listen up you savages, H51 is a little different this week, and a little crappier because this is the only time I am in the episode. For that I apologize. Anyway, Brent and producer Lisa took a trip to Memphis, Tennessee to meet up with another idiot you have heard on the show a few times, Sam Culper from Breakers Podcast. While they were there doing research for an upcoming Graceland episode they got the chance to record at the world-famous Sun Studio. They tell me that is cool, sounds lame to me. Anyway, this is them going on and on about meat sack crap that is stupid. I hope you hate it. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Hey guys, this is Sam Culper. You might know me from Breakers Podcast or from all of my episodes of Hysteria 51 where I've come in here, stolen the show, entertained you guys. I'm here with my good friend, your boy, Brent Hand, and I'm looking around me at at history. I found myself breaking away from the COVID-19 and decided to socially distance as far away from home as I can. And, And Brent, We've gotten together here in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, I will say we still are about a good six feet away. We have a piano bench between us. Kind of a famous piano bench, though. It's not just any. The asses that have sat on this (laughs) piano bench, I can only imagine. And, I mean, I'm looking around here. I know we were talking about how many famous people have been in this place, have, have, have talked through these microphones. Tell tell us, tell everybody where we are. Yes, we are at the legendary Sun Studios in Memphis, Tennessee. And if you're you're wondering what the hell's a legendary Sun Studios, well, it's the place that birthed people like Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison, Carl Perkins, BB King. I mean, you name it, and they've been here. And then later in life, we were we were talking about this. You two played here, Def Leppard. Melon Camp. If if you listen to music today, I don't give a shit what you listen to. But if you listen to music, I do because I'm a prick. I kind of yeah, care. He's, but. He's, <laughs> snob, music snob here. Now, if you listen to music today, particularly rock and roll music, every bit of it comes from here. Uh, th- this is where rock and roll music was born. This this is where we get people like Elvis Presley. It's where we get this people is like literally. Roy the spot where the first rock and roll song rocket 88 was recorded uh with a young man named ike turner (laughs) tickling the ivories on that one with his yeah it's just a crazy and not only is it i wish you guys and we're going to post some photos this is not only the room it's still exactly exactly the same you can almost smell the asbestos in in these sound i mean it it, this place is great you can just feel the history and and we're We're taking hours if not days off our lives doing that (laughs) and it's so worth it i mean and we're sitting here it's it's late in the evening uh we 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 started this off at 11 o'clock tonight because uh, they've taken the sun studios and now they give tours during the day but it's still an active recording studio at night and uh being here in memphis we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to give these guys a call and see if yeah. they come in here and get an hour or so recording time. Yeah, we so. called and they're like, Are you, I mean, there is you know months, months waiting list. And I said, uh-huh. this is Brent Hand. And they go, oh, shit. 
We're going to give you an hour then. If you, really, you. if you really want to know how this went down, we came in here on Thursday and we went through the tour and it was fantastic. They, they yeah. put on a great yeah. show. If you guys if you guys ever come to town, you got to check this place out because you're not going to leave here without some history. It's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And as I'm leaving, I grew up in a music family. Music, music is my life. I love it. And I'm looking at all of these instruments and the pictures on the wall and this piano in here. And, and I'm not going to lie. I, I did what I could to try to bribe the girl to let me <laughs> at least play the piano for just, just four bars before I left. And, and she like, said. She said, you know, if you're going to do that, all you, get, you just got to book studio time. <laughs> we can't let you do that on the tour. So I was like, wait. Maybe. Yeah, that's exactly right. Then we're just going to book studio time. <laughs> so, so we really appreciate those guys having us here tonight. But it, tell us about how we came to be here in Memphis and some of the things that, that you've experienced that you really left an impression, Brent. Yeah, so this was something we were, you and I have been talking because we wanted to do something. COVID has been impacting everyone. And we said, let's make our way. It's kind of a, I'm in Chicago, you're in Oklahoma City area. And we said, let's meet in the, the middle. We came here. In, in the middle. Now, yeah. now, let's be careful because if you want to get in the middle of Oklahoma City and Chicago, <laughs> there's nothing yeah so, exactly so we, right. found, we found a good middle distance that we could get to and 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 through a dart and it landed on memphis tennessee that's exactly right and, and my wife and i have been talking about coming here and 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 having a you know at least a long weekend or something like that we talked to you and your and your wife and you said yeah let's come do it and so we had to do the tourist traps like We've done i them say traps all. because they're so fun you know and exactly I, I've been so pleasantly surprised just with this town. Now, I've driven across country and, and, and driven through Memphis, but I've never actually been here to see the town. And, and we've spent a lot of time on Beale Street. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought that I would have had a, a super fantastic meal at, at a B.B. King's yeah. bar mm-hmm. on the strip. And it, the damn chicken and waffles was just... You had chicken and waffles and I had catfish. And uh, I think it's my third catfish of the day that day. <laughs> Was but, worth every bite, though. But yeah, like, not only did we listen to the live music on Beale Street and experience that, but we also did hit every tourist trap we can. Well, and speaking of hitting tourist traps, I learned today that I've been saying something my whole life wrong because we went not only to the other day, we went to the Sun Studios, which we're back in right now, but we went to what I've always said, Graceland. Oh, no, we went to Graceland. <laughs> they, they talk a little different here. They speak a different language, but we're learning. Yeah, we're picking it up. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to fit in. And I did, had no idea that Grace Graceland. I almost said it the wrong way. Well, they redid it like three years ago, so now it's got this huge museum, and and his planes are there, and his cars are there, and you get to go through the house. You really get a pretty good uh, access to the home. You're in there more than most places. You know, this has kind of been a joke amongst us for the last couple of weeks, knowing that we were going to come here. And it's like, we're going to go to Memphis. You've got to go to Graceland, mm-hmm. you know, and I've never been a huge Elvis fan, but you can't, if you're involved in music at all, not appreciate the impact that he had on all of the music that we deal with. So you're going to go to Memphis. You got to go to Graceland. And so we're talking about buying the tickets to, to go to the tour. And, and I was like, you got us the good tickets, right? And she's like, the good tickets there's i didn't realize that graceland is essentially disneyland i mean this is a huge huge enterprise that they have over there i thought it was a house well there's the house way more than a house and then next to it is the guest house which is like i don't know like a a a several hundred person hotel and then across the street now is the museum an actual sound studio where they've been filming the show about 
the Sun Studio, Sun Records right here. So, so we're in the Sun Studio. Sun Records was their label that they came up with. And then you have his fleet of cars, his uh, his planes, his daughter's memorabilia. Then they also have memorabilia from everyone that's mattered in music, from every genre you can think of. Uh, their instruments, their their clothes. John Lennon's piano was in there. I mean that 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 was great. Next for me. to John Schneider's belt buckle, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was the famous John's aisle, I guess. Right around the corner from the Rock Elvis costume. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 you, you had a little bit of everything there, but uh, you know, it was really impressive. And uh, as as we've been driving around Memphis, shopping for real estate in neighborhoods that we can't afford. Uh, it was it was really refreshing to see that Graceland only cost one hundred and five thousand dollars. Yeah, when he bought it, literally on several acres, and it's interesting too. Like we were saying, we're in the backyard. They still have the horses and everything there. They still have neighbors, just regular houses <laughs> right see, there over the fence. The neighbor's house. I mean, you can imagine what it's like to live on that real estate now. <laughs> Yeah, right. Or they're just itching for you to sell it, probably. Just, you know. Turn down the music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips you need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25 rows, that's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off, unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. interesting though you know we get to see the jungle room and we got to see his um the media room with the the giant 20 inch tvs in the wall you know mirrors on the ceiling oh my god i thought i was gonna die because they literally have a staircase that the entire thing is mirrors and they're like yeah don't die please on this part of it because people fall and, down and, the and when he says they you got to go all out i mean our tour guide was john stamos i mean it uncle jesse was talking us through graceland today which i didn't know until today that jesse was uh, a nod to elvis's brother who died unfortunately was stillborn his name was jesse that was a nod to that so yeah, Uncle Jesse walk. I mean, yeah, I, we, we were listening to Walking in Memphis all, all the way to get to Graceland. So you know, <laughs> it just kind of set up the mood, and it all just unfolded before us. And Becky wasn't there though, unfortunately. And Becky's in jail. Yeah, she's she, she's doing that uh, uh, that that hard time. I'm sure, very hard time at, at Club Fed for you know. You got to get your kids in school. She just cares about her education. Children. Is important. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm looking around this room, and it, they've got a, a line of of guitars in here that uh, are the collection or their their studio instruments and whatnot. But the pictures on the room of Roy Orbison and Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and the the million dollar quartet right there with Elvis and Carl Perkins and Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis the the super famous super famous photo. Um, I don't know. I it, it's it's. This room leaves an impression on you. It's missing a Sam Culper, I think, is the best thing I can say. I think so. I, mean, you just, I can give you a Sharpie if you want to put one on there. They won't care. You know, I, I don't think they'll mind. I mean, some of these guitars are signed. Surely surely they want Brent Hand and Sam Culper signing <laughs> yeah, on some right of these. There, so. Right between Willie Nelson and uh, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I about it. in the 90s... Uh, when when I was first really getting into some music and, and watching uh, Rattle and Hum and mm-hmm. and you two while they were on uh, I think it was a Joshua Tree tour and and they were traveling through here and they stopped in and and recorded that with uh, a, a horn section from here in Memphis yeah. and it's just w- watching those guys talking about the history that was here for them even back then. Well, and speaking of history too, if it, if we sound a little bit different, nation, because we are talking on classic mics he actually brought out a sure sn7b i think he had a a, a pod mic or a, 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 a i don't know what the other one was you know and he, I was, he had the, the, the fancy what stuff. was it there you go you know and he's like you don't want to talk into this shit you know <laughs> you want to talk into some old stuff i'm like yeah and then we actually got when we were here the other day it's right over here on the on the mic stand. the mic that elvis used to record and johnny cash used with the actual mic and it's not behind 
glass or anything like that. They're like, here you go. Uh, just don't lick it because their DNA is not in it anymore. We're like, yeah, I think that's a safe, uh, <laughs> yeah, safe I think, request. I think she was telling us when she gave the, the tour that uh, before Sam... Uh, Sam Phillips, the original founder of the Memphis Recording Service in, in uh, the Sun Studio here, w- before he passed, he actually gave them one of the original microphones mm-hmm. that uh, uh, they were singing on back back then. And I mean, it sits right here on Elvis's mark, where he would sing in the studio, and and everybody got to pose in front of it. And I, I'm sure Hysteria Nation, you're going to see one or two of those. Pictures. Yeah, it's amazing. They saw the 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 tape on the floor where they stood. That was their markers. And where the upright bass sat, there's still an indention in the floor where they played. I mean, that's just. Uh, I, it, it, I, it, I like the, the non-changing because I'm lazy, too, so it just it rings a bell with me. <laughs> <laughs> They've done a really good job here. I know they were talking about, you know, as one of the local hotels was being torn down, they'd gone in and, and the original um, recording studio where they or the original uh, radio studio mm-hmm. where they would broadcast. Uh, uh, what was the DJ's name? Do you recall? Oh, I'll, bet, I'll, uh, bet, I'll bet Daniel will yell through here. Who, who was the DJ back in the day that uh, that made Elvis famous? That's Dewey it. Phillips. Dewey Phillips. So uh, Dewey Phillips had his studio in a hotel, and and these guys went there and they took took the the tiles and uh, the desks and they got every everything from Dewey Phillips' studio before they they re- remodeled the hotel over there and they brought it back here to Sun Studios and they've got all of that old memorabilia and they've recreated that. Uh, broadcast studio upstairs. I love that's where he came up with the idea of the smash hit is he would play the records and if you didn't like it literally in the middle of the song he would take it off say we got another smash hit and smash it over the microphone and so when you're here and you go in there there's actually broken records all over the floor around his, his times you think we've driven past this place in the last so it's funny every time we're going somewhere we drive right past here it's like we can't escape this place and it's like where are we well there's sun studios right there so we know where we are we're going the wrong direction we need to turn back around yeah it's uh yeah memphis if you've not been here is a very easy town to get around in and we even speaking of doing all the touristy things we didn't spend all our time in the town we actually took a riverboat ride on the, we on we the went Mississippi. out onto the Mississippi, uh, just like the good old days, and and we took a riverboat ride, and we listened to the stories, and and got our history. And I, I, I you know, I'm reasonably well traveled. We've been places together. I'm not sure I've done anything quite this touristy. Well, in, and in years. you and I have traveled places together, and we've never done. Yeah, we, it's usually just the oh. let's go have dinner, let's go eat, let's go do this and that. And there was something about definitely about Memphis. We're like, let's just do that aspect of it you know and my wife and i know when we travel and we've been to places it's kind of a mix we'll do some of it but you do it for a couple days and you're like uh this trip we ran out of time we were still we never did the stacks museum i know we didn't get to stacks didn't go to the orpheum i mean there's so many so many places we didn't get to do uh just because we're having you know too much fun i guess <laughs> yeah no it's, it's been a really great trip and and it, it's close enough that uh, i'm pretty sure this is, might be a good uh meet in the middle place for yeah. us. so yeah uh what what else it, it left an impression for you here in memphis 
Well, uh, you know, it's just the the culture here. They're very proud, and that's in a good way. And I don't mean that it, it, that can come off as the wrong thing, you know, pride in their city. But everyone here is very friendly. They want to tell you what their favorite place in town is to do. Uh, the history of it because everyone this town has so much history and that's one of the things that really rung out to me was just how proud people are of their heritage here and for rightful reasons because it's amazing and the amount of just of musical world history that's come out of this town and I think for better or for worse, when you think of, of music a lot of times in Tennessee, you think of Nashville. And Memphis is, is is crazy. Everything that happened in Nashville, though, happened because of what was going on in Memphis. Exactly. I mean, th- this really is the, the heart of it. This is where it all started. And and that history was there, and, and it, it broke down so many barriers. I mean, this was the first place that we really started breaking down barriers on on racial issues mm-hmm. and, and, and that divide where, I mean, yeah, Elvis was the one who, who really brought us this, this rock and roll music, but uh, the original guys that were in here, the, the prison quartet, mm-hmm. what were those fellas called? Oh, man, the... Daniel? Prisoners. See? Uh, we've got we've got Daniel in the booth now, here. Now, Lisa, this is what shop. a producer's supposed to be. You know, she just sits there and does her nails. I, I think I need to to uh, maybe spring for a Daniel. I don't know. Daniel, you looking to transfer to Chicago by any chance? <laughs> that's too that's bad, for damn sure. That's that's why I am with my wife. So that's a different story, though. But <laughs> so so the the prisoners um, when they first got the studio together. Um, these guys were, were actually convicts. They were in prison. Mm-hmm. They were playing there. And, and the story that they tell is that uh, uh, Sam went and talked to the warden and, and got the warden to agree to let the prisoners come to Sun Studio. And, and it, was, it was a bit of a gimmick, I think. Yeah. And, and he gets these guys here, and they record. And, and I guess they brought them in under armed guard and chains. They were literally shackled, and they got... They had to sing under armed guard. Yeah, and 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 then they 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 cut a, a few songs and they press these records and they sell them and it's a hit. Everybody loves mm-hmm. it. And and turns out the governor ends up giving these guys a pardon and letting them go because they <laughs> they made music. I have no idea what they're in for. Maybe that's better if I don't look, so I don't care when. And it might have been nothing, but it's like uh, he's murdered thirteen people, but damn, he can sing. You know, but those <laughs> are the guys. Not the case. Those are the guys that really tipped it off, and and Elvis Presley, this this kid who nobody knew, he's driving a car for an electrical company, he had like doing you know, deliveries and things, doing, for doing him, deliveries. Yeah. He's listening to to the record. He he's got these guys' record and loves it. So so he's popping in here and recording music for mom. Mm-hmm. And he, he they said he came in, he cut a record, and they listened to him the first time, and he's like, no, nope, don't uh-uh. like that kid, not that guy. And uh, luckily, Sam's. Sam's wife liked him, and it's so like a year later when they were needing a, a studio band, or, you know, or or session musicians. They're like, "Well, let's bring him in," and they brought him back in, and he, well, he didn't really impress him then either until they said they were like at break, and he was like humming and singing himself like obscure blues music, and Sam was like, "Are you holding out on me?" kind of thing, and and that's when they cut their first album, and he was literally like an overnight worldwide sensation same as 
Yeah, I, I, and then Sam ends up having to sell him to uh, RCA, mm-hmm. and then uses that money to uh, bring us some of these other folks. Yeah, that we, and that we really from. start the the Sun label, and that's why we have the the Roy Orbisons and well Johnny Cash right after that and everything. You know, who hasn't seen Walk the Line? You know, and and the scenes from that. So, oh. yeah, it, it's 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 been a lot of fun. You talk about that history. We we've done we we really did do all of the touristy things. You didn't talk about the ducks. We we, oh we did ducks too. I mean, we had to do. And now I know why. I thought this was a joke at first. I didn't know that that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with what he's talking about, the Peabody Hotel in here, uh, here in downtown Memphis, has on their roof. A duck house, and every morning they walk the ducks to out of the duck house to the elevator. They take them down to the lobby, and they walk them on a red carpet into the fountain. They spend the day swim in the fountain, and then uh, like four thirty or four forty-five every day, they come in, and the guy leads the ducks down the red carpet once again into the elevator, back up, and into the duck house on the roof. That's a life. It's it's not a bad gig, and I think they they serve uh, what a, a couple of months here at a time, and then they send them back to the duck farm. Yeah, I think they said like they do ducks. like three months, and they go. They have their own ducks. It's this own special farm that they 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 raise them for. And I tell you what, he came out, pulled out his cane, tapped a couple times, and those ducks like jump out of the water and start walking and drying off. Yeah, my my mother in law. We were we were actually talking to her about being in Memphis, and she's like, "Well, did you go to the Peabody and did you see the ducks and?" You know, we we had kind of talked about this a little bit uh, um, earlier in in the day, and but I really didn't think it was that big of a deal. But they've been doing this for a hundred years mm-hmm. or something. It's been going on forever. The odd thing is, though, they have a restaurant there. They don't serve duck. No duck. Yeah, who would have thought? I, I, we were all over town today. I finally found one place that you could actually get a duck today, <laughs> and that restaurant was shit. And speaking of ducks, we went to a pyramid. <laughs> there is a Bass Pro Shop slash slash ducks unlimited uh, that is a giant it's the the former where they played it was a sports arena turned bass pro shop <laughs> yeah the memphis grizzly played here i guess for a season or two they actually built that pyramid for them and and uh, it, it's our uber driver vegas. our uber driver was telling us that uh, uh yeah what's the the pyramid at vegas it's uh the excalip the luxor, the luxor. yeah See, now, now she's gonna come through. yeah there you go so they, they built the luxor in the middle of memphis because Pyramids in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, back in the olden days, uh, uh, we'd been to Is- to Egypt and uh, yeah. decided that that we needed uh, to name this part of the world after they said an it, Egyptian it, it town, looked just like they were remembered over there for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. So here we go, Memphis. Uh, yeah. So there's Memphis, Egypt. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so here we are in not quite Memphis, Egypt. So they built a pyramid for the Memphis Grizzlies to play in, and apparently the NBA wasn't cool with it, so they had to move those guys over, and now we've got an empty pyramid. So Bass Pro moved in, and they got ducks there, too. Let's sell bass boats. <laughs> they do have ducks in there, though, live ducks. just flit. They have a, Actually, it's really cool. They have like a, a, a cypress swamp, what, what looks like a cypress swamp in there, kind of like all through the whole thing. You're just walking over it, and... There's catfish and alligator, huge alligator gar in there, and uh, lots of ducks. Who would have ever known that Walmart for hunting would end that up being that would end up being a, a tourist destination? But uh, but we did have to go to the pyramid. Oh, we also man. we went to the bar with the goats. Oh yeah, Silky O'Sullivan's. Uh, yeah, they have. 
Irish diving goats. Now, now, now I feel like that was there's a little bit of uh, maybe exaggeration in the Irish diving goats. They didn't even sound Irish, so I don't. Uh, there was no accent. Mm-mm. They didn't dive after anything. I'm call bullshit on that whole story, but that's just me. <laughs> they did. At least the ducks rode the elevator. So we heard, we well, right. So we we were told about all these ducks. Then we got to go to some, my my wife's like, oh my god, we got to go to Silky O'Sullivan's. We got to see the goats. We got to see the goats. We go there, and we're like, they actually have this huge spiral, uh, not staircase, but like thing that they can like jump on and run on. You, and know, all you this. know the thing that you can order off of Wish for fifteen dollars for your cats to climb up and down in the living room. <laughs> If they, that they've, was two got, stories, they've got. Yeah. If it was two stories tall and made out of old lumber, for your goats, so, is in the middle of the bar. So Sam says, "Hey, where are your goats?" They go, "We got two of them, but they're sleeping." <laughs> By God, we ran around and found those damn goats. Yeah, we took a picture be. at the goat in the middle of downtown Memphis Beale Street here. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So they didn't dive, and they didn't do any Irish uh, drinking with us. But they, 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 they were at Silky O'Sullivan's. Now, I'm not going to say that I wasn't doing some Irish drinking at the time, so who knows what really happened with the goats. And what's the difference between regular drinking and Irish drinking? Well, mine had Irish whiskey. Oh. <laughs> you know, all whiskey could be Irish whiskey if you just believe in it. Fair I think that's the way it goes. I believe. I believe. Bill Street's fun, though. It's, it's, it's not huge. It's a few blocks, you know, and it's just place after place of music or or uh, food or little kitschy cool knickknack places and stuff like that and it's a really interesting time i mean so much of our world has been so locked down for so long and there's no real light at the end of the tunnel of things getting a whole lot better um but so so we're here and everybody in this town seems to be pretty serious about the mask wearing the social distancing they're taking precautions and whatnot but the stuff is open but it was fairly loosely populated i mean nowhere that we went were there tons of people so we had a pretty good memphis experience as far as yeah. nowhere none of none of the clubs that we went to um None of the shops up and down the street, uh, none of the the tours that we were on, nothing was so crowded that you couldn't enjoy it or that you were afraid of of catching somebody's cough. Which is unfortunate for the tour places, but it's fortunate that they are still open and it can be safe for people like us to 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 be able to do it who are wearing our masks and doing things like that it was a, it was it was a pleasant surprise i guess and, and i didn't know what to expect i know you and i live in very different places and, and where i come from no matter how bad the situation gets politically and you know uh, emotionally mm-hmm. people just don't believe in it and they're not taking precautions and stuff and you're seeing that that's here. called america america <laughs> yeah, america that's why uh yeah yeah we we're 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 winning on that aspect of it america number one baby <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's a this has been a, a great i guess um pretend little break from the whole thing and i think that's important and i think that's what a lot of people are missing because this has been a long year of people being in their homes and people not being able to do things and it was a very nice getaway even though it has been wear your mask social distance things are different and i'm sure there are aspects of the tours and the stuff that we're doing that isn't quite exactly the same uh it was great for us to be able to do this and to see it and 
have a blast doing it. Well, and, and so I will tell you, Hysteria Nation, if you're looking for a place to go social distance away from home, you know, I mean, you, you, you got to get away, check out Memphis. And if you come to Memphis, make sure that you go to the Sun Studio. This is a really, really cool spot. It's going to take you all the way back to where all of your music and everything you know and love, where it all started. Uh, you're, you're definitely going to learn something. January 3rd, 1950. This place opened originally. January 3rd, 1950. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been several, I think, is how that works. <laughs> well, we appreciate them having us here at Sun Studio. You can go to sunstudio.com to find this place. Come take the tour. They, they Get yourself a, a shirt. Job. They have some awesome, awesome swag, too. So, And the awesome yellow and black logo. So, yeah. But we do appreciate them. We appreciate Dan- Daniel uh hooking us up here in the booth, uh, even though uh, he's too expensive to bring back to Chicago with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come here and make some music. Just as easily as we are, you can come here, you can book yourself in literally a legendary studio, cut a track, cut a few tracks. It's that simple. We literally sent an email and said, hey, we want to do this. And they're like, come on in, we're going to work you in. We'll make this happen for you. And that's what's great, especially in a time like this where people are struggling. People might not be able to get out and do a lot of things. Businesses are struggling. I'm sure they've seen reduced numbers. Come in here and do things like that and and make it happen. Because that's one of the best things you can do is to put your money out so that others (laughs) can can make a living i guess and and share your art with the world this is the place to do it yeah if you gotta if you gotta do it you why not do it somewhere where so much art has been birthed that has changed the world well man i appreciate you inviting us on this trip it's been a great experience i look forward to doing it again Uh, you guys can find me breakerspodcast.com uh, at breakers podcast on all social media and you can listen to the show it's still out there in all of its infamy uh, we had some foresight we knew that the plague was coming <laughs> so so go listen KV to breakers podcast everywhere where you find <laughs> podcasts where can they find you Brent hand yeah so you can find us on go to facebook go to facebook group just search hysteria nation search hysteria 51 you can find links to everything on hysteria 51.com don't forget to tweet to us, all of us, Facebook us. We love hearing from you. Shoot us emails. Let us know what you want to do. I know this is not a normal Hysteria 51 episode. We are going to be doing one on Graceland. And is it haunted? Ooh, I, it felt you know. pretty haunting there for me. So, yeah, we had to do the tour first, obviously. Or how would we know? So that that's a little uh, uh, an episode that's coming up soon. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, so don't forget Breakers. And you, you, if you've listened to our audio dramas, especially the last one, you might have heard a little hints for the Breakers huh? universe in there. There, there, there there's, we're in might there. be some stirring. In the future, we shall see. Well, with that, I've been Sam. I've been Brent. And we've had no conspiracy, bud. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it?
Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.